What it do, baby? Welcome back to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast. We talk about anything and everything. Just like the days hanging at the table with your boys, your girls, and all your homies. It's your boy Quattro, man. I'm so happy to be back on the mic. Who is my lovely co-host here? It's none other than the dope and chill the slick rob um it's your boy slick rob and there's no introduction needed let's just get straight to it it's glad to be back yes Mike. sir yes sir we are back guys uh, another week another episode happy tuesday you know i feel confident in, in saying you know happy tuesday bro like you know we we've been going we've been going very well like just on a on a consistency basis bro i'm so proud of us bro like shout out slick bro hand claps for you man uh you you you, you we, we are right in the ship bro I'm, I'm excited about what we got going on over here at the table yeah um how you been man you good oh i'm great i'm great um summer summer class is almost over got a week and a half left birthday is literally in a couple days that's gonna be dope um yeah man i think when the episode yeah yeah my birthday's gonna be in a couple days so yeah i'm excited home homies from homies from jacksonville gonna be coming in town um so that's gonna be dope it's actually i think it's only prodigy the only one from the table that's gonna be pulling up is it that's it, dope that's yeah dope. yeah yeah prodigy gonna be up you here. got the go ahead i'm sorry my bad right yeah i think the oakley boy is gonna be pulling up here to see me so, so you got the, the normal crowd, Prodigy, uh, Two-Time, Mark. What, what, yeah. about, what about Robert? Yeah, that boy Robert. Yeah, Robert actually. Robert, yeah, Robert. pulling up. Let's yeah. go, Robert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my white twin going to be here. That boy Charlie. I think Charlie's been on the episode before. Charlie too. finna pull through. Come on, Charlie. God, yes. I was just thinking about Charlie the other day, bro. I miss my dog, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie, if you listening, bro, I miss you, bro. Yeah, Charlie a fool. I was just talking to him a couple hours ago. That's my dog, funny boy. Uh, yeah. Shout out Charlie Red, dude, funny as hell. Yes, sir. But y'all, y'all not here. Well, wait, we got Rob. Tell us about the. Oh wait, my bad, y'all. There is a little bit of business I got to do. My bad. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. Um, we love to see those. You know, get that engagement up. Yeah, go go go! Give us one of those five star ratings and reviews. Um, Slick Rob, usher us into the next segment, my man. Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for the put on segment. Like nothing more, nothing less. We finna put y'all on some stuff we recently listened to, eaten, and our boy, in our boy Prodigy's case, listen to, watch that we think you the people should definitely check out. And I always go first here. Um, and I'm actually gonna put y'all on something I read. And I'm putting y'all on Tina, one of the best black writers I know in the world today, Tina Hesey Coates. I'm going to put y'all on one of, I think this this um, comic actually came out about a year and a half ago, but um, it's Tina Hesey Coates, Black Panther, The Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda, the entire series. And is it is it Tina Hesey or Ta-Nehisi? I actually have no clue. 
right. I think it's Tanahasi. It might be Tanahasi. Tina Tanahasi. Yeah, it's one of those. I really suck at pronouncing those names. But yes, his the Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda. Well, Black Panther Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda. It is a really interesting um i would say comic to say the least because he's wrote in a lot of black panther comics but this one was an interesting one about t'challa like to say the least and it incorporated in the it's a four-part series and it incorporated a lot of superheroes um of course our boy killmonger was there y'all should check it out it was dope he basically had all the black superheroes come in from like the main marvel universe and help him fight to stop um killmonger from dethroning wakanda it was pretty dope because it deals with like him traveling through different galaxies going through different wakandas it's actually a really interesting comic y'all boys check it out the intergalactic Fire. empire of wakanda black panther the intergalactic that's crazy like that actually sounds pretty fire i'm not even gonna lie yeah. um i'm gonna take you guys over to netflix uh netflix recently put one of my favorite tv shows on their platform keenan and Kel, it's an old 90s sitcom from Nickelodeon. Uh, before there was a Drake and Josh, before there was a Zoe 101, before there was, you know, some iCarly, there was Keenan and Kel. And my God, is it funny? Like, like I've been like kind of just like been throwing it on and like in the background, like while I'm like chilling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the jokes still hit, bro. Like, it, they're, they're just so good. And one of the things that I had to remember. You know, since that I've watched the show, like that I've learned that Keenan and Kel, you know, were on uh, all that, of course, and they they got their start doing improv, and a lot of like, you know, a lot of the things that they do in the episodes, like you could tell, like the reason that they hit as well as they do is because of the acting prowess that both of these guys have and the chemistry that they have together. Mm-hmm. It's it's unmatched. Um, you know, like they just like how they found the great chemistry between Josh and Drake Bell, um, like. It it's still it reigns true for Keenan and Kel. Like they're 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 like brothers for it was really cool to watch. But the show's still funny. Like it's black, yeah. it's funny. Um it's nineties, so like the the comedy is not, you know, a bunch it's not, you know it's not overly forked through, you know, to make sure everything's PC. Like there's still some there's some jokes in it that I've seen them like, yo, that no way in twenty twenty two. But like no, it, I really, really freaking enjoy it. And um, y'all can go check it out on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, like, check it out. It's really easy to watch. I don't think they have all the episodes on there. Uh, they only have two two seasons up. But, hey, I'm going to watch those and, you know, hope they put the rest of it on there. But, yeah, that's my put on Keenan and Kel over there on Netflix. That's what's up. Um, moving along, y'all did not sit here and click on this episode to listen to us talk about comic books or Keenan and Kel. Although I know you guys are going to check those out because y'all are amazing. But y'all are here to hear us talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new Disney Plus series that finished up uh, last month. So let's go ahead and get into it. But before we get into all of that, uh, I just want to let you guys know we have done many, 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 many Star Wars-centric episodes. And if Star Wars is your thing and you listen to this episode and you're starting off with Kenobi, there's other, there's more content out there for you. Uh, episode 13, we did a, a Rise of Skywalker review, that's, which featured one of my best friends, Yvonne. Uh, the review is so wild and so long, that it actually is longer than the actual movie. And guess what? It's also better than the movie, because that movie is shit. Um, move, episode 35, we did a Star Wars fan love, where we just talked about all of our love and adoration for the Star Wars franchise. Um, episode 39 was a hot reviews episode, but we did um, discuss 
season seven of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Really big season. Really hope you guys check that one out. Uh, we also, um, in a really cool segment that we do on the show called What If, uh, Slick Rob posed the question, what if Disney never bought Star Wars? Uh, me and Shanua discuss, and uh, I th- believe Kit Kev was on that episode. Oh, my bad. Overtime Kev was on that episode. He was still um, Kit Kev so- at the time. It's okay. He was still kicking up at the time, but now he's overtime, Kev, Facts. for reasons that are incredibly crazy to me. But moving on, <laughs> episode 63, we, of course, reviewed season two of The Mandalorian. And finally, episode 80, another hot reviews episode. That particular episode, we discussed The Bad Batch season one. So all if you're into that Star Wars stuff, those are the episodes. You can go find those. I will leave them in the description as well. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi today. So uh, strap in, let's get going. Um, Slick Rob, will you tell the people how we rate our episodes? Of course. Or our show, sorry. <laughs> yes, episodes, shows, it doesn't matter. Let's get straight into it. In a galaxy far, far away, we still rate it the same way, y'all boys. We start off with the story. What's it all about? And does it tell a well, good, and well-paced story? We comment on the writing, tone, structure all the whole shebang and then we of course with story we're going to go directly into the characters do they carry the show forward are they interesting enough to watch them again and considering this is star wars i hope they're interesting for you because they definitely pop up again some way somehow implications you know what are we left with do we want to see more episodes seasons spinoffs then after that we're going to get into our rating system y'all boys and you already know between one and ten ten one belongs in the trash 10 it's a masterpiece give it an emmy y'all boys and yes that is how we rate our tv shows here at cafeteria talk yeah man yeah man um let me go ahead and get you guys with a synopsis for obi-wan kenobi the jedi master contends with the consequences of his greatest defeat the downfall and corruption of his one-time friend and apprentice anakin skywalker who turned to the dark side as evil sith lord darth Vader. It stars e- Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, Moses Ingram as Reva, the third sister, Vivian Lyra Blair as Leia, and Kumail Nagiani as Haji. Um, this is your a oh a this is your official spoiler warning for Obi-Wan Kenobi and honestly all Star Wars projects prior to its release so star wars one through nine the clone wars the bad batch all of those are fair game we're of course not going to go you know purposely throwing out crazy ass spoilers but i like to think if you're listening to this episode you have seen all there is star wars to uh to this point so with that let's go ahead and get in to it man you like rob said we go into story Obi-Wan, uh, it, it brings us into kind of just, it It acts as more of like a filler between that time between three and four, which of course everybody knows is 20 years. And so we've got, you know, a new looking galaxy. Um, talk about kind of like what your thoughts were on like the reintroduction of Obi-Wan Kenobi and the galaxy post episode three. Well, post order 66, all of that. Well, I will say this. Um, I thought it was so interesting that they did 10 years. I figured mm. I first, when I first saw when I first heard Obi-Wan, I thought it would be like, maybe like no more than five to eight years after order six or after, um, um, order 66. Yeah. So like the reintroduction was, it caught me out. Like they, 
they caught me off guard. Um, they went straight in and just showed Order sixty six again. I'm like, bro, yeah, probably the. I would say this is probably the most graphic way outside of the Bad Batch that I've seen Order sixty six play. Like the Bad Batch is the most graphic because they're clones, but for this, this was the most graphic. I was like, because we actually saw younglings getting killed. I was like, yeah. and we saw more action from the Jedi Temple, and I was like whoa okay the reintroduction was crazy and like the galaxy it it reminded me a lot of um this is not even really canon anymore but it reminded me a lot when i read the ahsoka novel how the galaxy was Mm. functioning with like these bordering planets how the empire was constructing and taking over like the ahsoka novel explains that really well but seeing that it was done very well in kenobi like how these people like this new like the, one of the biggest things about I would say about Star Wars, it's like it's very like political and has a, is a democracy to it. Like a lot of that stuff, and Absolutely. I love I love seeing that like played out well with Kenobi with how these people were like, oh yeah, we ride with the Empire because if not, they can kill us or they taking our land and they they're giving us food, they're giving us stuff, they're giving us structure. So why not? It was pretty cool seeing that honestly. Like I really did enjoy that aspect of like the in, especially with the introduction after they showed Order sixty six um ditto to everything you just said i also uh enjoyed kind of being able to be a part of them adding on to that story and not story let me start over i like that they reintroduced us to um the galaxy yet again through order 66 um i don't know i kind of thought that the market for you know scenes dealing with order 66 would kind of get saturated because we we've got you know, of course, episode three, and then they added some in Clone Wars, and they added some in Bad Batch. They added, they also like if you played the Fallen Order video game, that was a part of it as well. Um, so I thought it was kind of a little oversaturated, but honestly, it's still cool. Like I'm, I'm, it's it's a very big event. I mean, every Jedi except a very few were killed and inst- were killed in the matter of hours during Order sixty six. So you know, there's a lot of ground to cover and a lot of stories you could kind of bring just out of that, you know, part of the show alone. And honestly, I was rewatching it recently with uh, my roommate because he had never seen Star Wars. And I'm re- I was watching uh, Order 66 and I'm like, yo, like, this is the snap before the snap. Like, I think it has just as much weight as the Thanos snap um, yeah, in Infinity War. Like, that. literally, like, these characters that you've, you know, been watching the last couple movies. And at the time, there was no Clone Wars to really get you, you know, really, like, enthralled with what with with who like you know Ayla Secura was or Plo Koon or Kiati Mundi like you you just had like the movies but you got to see these Jedis and all of a sudden like all the Jedis you've been watching the last you know two three movies were just killed all in one fell swoop so it's like whoa fuck that's crazy Mm -hmm. um so like that was cool um but in terms of just being like reintroduced to the galaxy like you're right like gave me very much so rebels vibes just in the way that the empire was like you know tightening their grip around the galaxy um and i I thought i found that to be very interesting that they still like even though this is the obi-wan kenobi story it still like found ways to be like all right look the empire is like in full-fledged like they they are taking over little by little like it it is becoming the empire that we know and get to know in you know episodes four five and six um of course like i said we were also reintroduced to obi-wan kenobi in a way like you said it's 10 years later uh, since the events of episode three, Obi-Wan Kenobi is on Tatooine um, looking after Luke Skywalker, um, you know, and everything that we expected when they announced that they were doing the show, Obi-Wan is disheveled, not disheveled, but he's, you know, haunted by the events of episode three and, and his failure when it comes to Anakin. Uh, what did you think about that? It was, uh, it was very, 
it was very heartbreaking i would say um because like mm-hmm. obi-wan's like one of like one of the most beloved characters in star wars and to see him at this low point because even when we've seen him we've never seen him this low because when we saw him in episode four he seemed complete with himself and okay but this is really the lowest we've ever seen obi-wan i would say and it was it was done very well i really i think one of my favorite parts was like seeing um you know we he's not talked about a lot because he doesn't have a lot of scenes but see um uncle ben not uncle ben oh my god yeah uncle ben yeah isn't it uncle yeah uncle ben i'm tripping uncle Uncle, yeah, Uncle Ben, yeah, Uncle Ben and Aunt Baru like seeing Uncle ben. Owen. I'm tripping. Uh, Owen, uh, yeah, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking Owen. of, I'm thinking Uncle of, I'm thinking of Spider Man. I was thinking of Spider Man. Wow, Cap. but we Uncle are o- terrible Star Wars fans. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> it's when you said Infinity War, I brought me back to Marvel, but not Uncle Owen. Yeah, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Um, like seeing Owen and Obi Wan. That's that conversation alone is one of my favorite scenes because it, one, he really has not aged. Like props props to bringing back all the actors they really have he looked like an older version of episode two obi-wan kenobi yeah yeah and like what's so crazy is like um like uncle owen just like like no like obi-wan he's still trying to still trying to fight and like get luke prepared or something and like owen's like no like seeing that and then also the aspects of when obi-wan found out anakin was alive Oh yeah. my oh my god, just Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. Yeah. That 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 alone in a way I always thought that because up until this show, I always thought that Obi-Wan Kenobi knew that Vader was Anakin. And of course, like in episode four leads you to believe that because of course yeah. he knows that Vader is Anakin. But I guess they didn't I guess we I didn't think about they could play with the, the they could play with the fact that like all right, he knows in four, but we could play with how does he know this and so they were like all right what if what if reba tells him and then like that shot where he like zooms it on his face he's just like anakin and then it cuts to the credit gas it was amazing yeah we see um, anakin in the back to tank in the yeah 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 Ooh. yeah that shit was so wild but yeah man watching obi-wan go through that all again it was crazy and i also like you know, we talk about the Jedi, right? So the Jedi have all been, you know, all been eradicated for the most part. But then you still have, you know, a couple stragglers. And then they had that arc in the first episode where one of the Jedi's was on Tatooine uh, trying to get out. And one of the interesting parts to me is when he find, eventually, you know, gets to Obi-Wan, he's like, Master, like, what's up? Like, you know, like, I, I'm trying to run. Like, what are we doing? What's what's the, like, almost, it was almost like he was just saying, like, yo, what's the game plan? Like, the Empire doing anything. But, like, obviously, like, you're around. So, like, what's up? Like, when we, when we, when we fighting back? And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, so bury that lightsaber in the sand and, like, leave this place and, like, forget you were a Jedi. And I just was like, whoa, like, because the Jedis were, like, the masters, at least, they were always so, like, the Jedi order this, the Jedi order that. And then for for Obi-Wan, who, like, believed in, like, he believed in it so much that, like, he didn't, you know, hunker down with uh, Satine over in Mandalore. Like, he was like, I believe in the Jedi order and what we do. And, you know enough to give my life for it and for him now to be like hey like just forget your time as a jedi that was like that was really for me like damn like this shit's really it's real now you know because obi-wan doesn't believe his hope is is fucked up yeah and necessarily it also like when he said that line it also um it brought me to the point his his jedi order because like and that's one of the interesting things that like us star wars fans especially i think clone wars picked it up on well on this is how 
the Jedi's themselves led they led themselves to their own fall of destruction. Palpatine definitely yes. did what he did, but the way they were so fixated on using the war to fix everything and how they went about their order, their order itself is led to their own demise. And so when Obi-Wan's mm -hmm. like the order is done, like all that, like your Jedi order, the what we used to do, that's not how it works no more. Like cuz Obi-Wan you had that famous line and I think it was rebels or something or whatever like hey a new hope will arise or whatever like go into hiding the jedi has fallen all that like a new a new hope will arise soon obi-wan's just like hey bro we can't do this like we used to do going guns ablaze and all that because we have no troops we have no order we're corrupt we're done and like i thought that was just seeing obi-wan at that stake and also speaking of also well bringing it back to talking about um the galaxy I loved how we finally saw older all more of Alderaan. Like yes, that yes, was yes, like a yes. highlight of the beginning of the show. Seeing Alderaan and all that, and of course, you know, get introduced to Princess Leia and her people. Seeing Alderaan was something interesting because Alderaan is just known to be the place that Vader blows up with the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. It was so cool um, seeing that. It was cool. It, it really reminded me of like Naboo and like the, yeah. what we got to see of Naboo and like the Clone Wars in uh, Episode One. Um, so like that, and I, and that kind of stands the reason why Organa and Padme were really cool because they were essentially this, you know, coming from the same places. I'm sure there are you know key differences, but mm -hmm. uh, when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is kind of like Naboo. So uh, yeah, that was cool. Like um, getting to getting to see more of uh, Alderaan, um, and then Leia, of course. I, I don't know. At first, I thought they had kind of laid it on kind of thick, you know, with Leia being just the kid version of Leia in four, five and six. But then again, you know, given how Luke is, it would it would it would make sense that the antithesis of, you know, kind of meek, mild mannered Luke would be headstrong, brash Leia, uh, you know, given their twins. So, like, yeah. it, I, I thought it was a little much at first, but then I was like, you know what? I actually don't mind this character because I because I definitely see how a lot of people could find the the Leia actress annoying. Like I definitely see that, but when you think about it in context of the story, I think it works. Um, so I enjoy kind of getting to see like you know she she was she's she's a Skywalker through and through. Like that was what that was what that was. Like just them letting you know like hey she's on Alderaan doing her thing, but she is a Skywalker. Um, yeah. And I also really like that. Um, you know, she was kind of ostracized from the rest of the people on her planet because obviously they all knew she was different. They didn't all necessarily know that it, they, you know, they she they she wasn't Bales, but uh, they all knew that she was different. So I thought that was interesting. What'd you think of like like the introduction of Leia? I loved it, and it really it showed the like you said the parallels between her and Luke because Luke, you know, he sought he seeked adventure a lot, but he mm -hmm. couldn't do it because he's in a desert planet of Tatooine, living in a small hut that you can't go too far because Tuskens are all over the place and you can get kidnapped or whatever. So he couldn't go out far. But Leia always found a way to get out, go in the forest and have an adventure, especially with her little probe droid. Ooh, DJ Newell calls it the, the Mickey, the Mouse, Mickey Mouse droid. droid. <laughs> Mickey Mouse droid, <laughs> yeah, Mickey um, Mouse Lola. Droid. I loved, I love seeing that from Leia. And it also kind of reminds me a lot of the young Anakin, how like she sought adventure and she was adventurous but like anakin obviously at the time when he was a kid couldn't do it either so the parallels of how you could tell this is anakin skywalker's daughter because she wasn't always quick to follow the rules she kind of wanted to do things her own way i i love seeing the parallels like she was very feisty i was like yeah that's you could tell that's anakin daughter 
Because her mama told her, don't go in the forest. And what did she do? She went in the forest. Went in the forest. See, yeah, I thought and that was she so got, cool. And then she, then she got captured by, by Flea. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that was, yeah that was that's what cool you get for, for not listening. Yep. Get captured. Get that's ca- what leads kidnapped to... by the red hot chili peppers. Yep, the red hot chili peppers, and that's what leads um Bell to tell tell everyone, hey, bro, yeah, hey, I'm gonna need you to come. Um, yeah, that whole hiding, that's not finna work. I need you to come get my daughter, bro. Obi Wan at first, Obi Wan was really like, hey, my job was to keep take care of the boy. You fumbled the bag. Hi, you better get Cad Bane or somebody, bro. I'm, bro, for real. I'm doing. I did what I was supposed to do, <laughs> like. Y'all boys be safe though. <laughs> Obi Wan's like I'm. He's like I'm old. Like I'm not. He's like you need to find your old self. I'm like Bell Logan. That really need to be the name. That need to, that should have been the name of episode one. Hey, y'all boys be safe because that's really all, the, the energy Obi Wan was on. He's like, hey, y'all boys be safe. Hey, that Empire, so that's y'all. <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan was not with it, but like, but Bell, I gotta give Bell Logan props when homie pulled up to Obi Wan's spot with the with the hood on, so Obi Wan get catch him one off guard. I'm like. All right, bro. So like, man's told you to leave him alone. Now you pulling up to the crib. I'm like, right, bruh. right, right. Also, one, one of the so once you know Leia's kidnapped, we you know we get introduced to you know Obi Wan. Of course, does Obi Wan things. He takes on the mission to save her, and so you know we get to he starts off on Tatooine with the character Haji, um, Kumail Nanjiani's character who is marketed as a fake Jedi, as a Jedi in Tatooine, helping other Jedi's. But then it's revealed that he's not a real Jedi. He's just using some, you know, some flashy shit to make him look like a Jedi and get paid. And so Obi Wan, you know, you you know, utilizes him to get help, and he gets introduced to the Jedi network. I thought this was cool. It was kind of like an underground railroad for Jedi. Um, you know, and this, this is how a lot of Jedi's were getting out. Uh, I like that scene where they were panning on the wall, and you got to see kind of like just some of the markings from other Jedi's. Quinlan Boss being one. Uh, you know, lost robes, lightsabers, all that stuff. And that was really cool. I, I I really enjoy. I hope we get to explore more of the Jedi Network and other shows or other other things going on. What'd you think of that? I loved it. Um, like I always like DJ Noah mentioned this, like how like he said the Russo brothers take an idea he has and literally puts it on the screen, like you read my mind. That's what these boys did with Quinlan Boss, because I've been a Quinlan Boss mm-hmm. fan since Clone Wars, and like seeing find them finally drop his name again, because he's still. He survived Order 66. It's canon. And they finally dro- name dropped him again. I was like, thank God. It was so cool seeing that. Um, I love seeing the Jedi Network. Um, it was just that was really dope. Um, seeing the Jedi Network. Um, come like seeing that going through because it reminded me of all those like Force sensitives and all that. Because the Empire's role, what they did with the Inquisitors. Um, we haven't really talked about the Inquisitors much, but their whole role, you know, is basically hunt down Force sensitives, hunt down the Jedi you know, right. do stuff to their brains to conform to become prisoners or they die. And, you know, that was, that was rough seeing that um whole scene of all the Jedi in those tanks. That was rough. Yeah. 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 I thought that was oh, so cool man. the Jedi network. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned the Inquisitors. Um, I like that they brought them back. They're, they're, they also, their look though, just kind of falls into something that i've just kind of found personally in when, when it comes to these new star wars shows talk about mandalorian Bo, book of boba fett and this um just some things star wars does like in terms of just costuming just to me looks bad when they're like doing aliens especially when you have when they were first and anim- when you were when they were introduced animated it just like when they do a live action i'm like uh, oh yeah you're man, talking, you're talking about the grand inquisitor yeah because they don't do they don't do um as far as I know, they don't do a lot of CGI when it comes to character design. They'll do most of it'll be practical. 
And that's why I think most um, and Shanu is gonna kill me for this because I do not remember right off the top of my head what they're called, but I know that they're from Ryloth. Uh, they always look kind of weird to me. Um, the Leku on Ahsoka look weird to me. Cat Bane looked that. terrible. They did fix Ahsoka's Leku. You know, did they? I have to I have to look back. You remember? Um, um, yeah, um, it's not important right now, but yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look back. But that, like when I first saw it, I was like, eh. Um, and just like a lot of things. So like the Grand Inquisitor didn't strike me too much. Um, but hey, man, it's just a little personal thing I had. But I do like that they brought them back. You know, they were introduced uh, heavily in the in Rebels. Um, you know, so I thought that was cool because I I mean I feel like you need more lightsabers around than just Vader and 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 the Emperor. And Emperor probably ain't pulling his lightsaber out too often. So it was kind of cool. Um, we also get introduced to the third sister. Yeah. Um, a very divisive character for the show. A lot of people didn't like her, uh, mainly because she was uh the black. Um, you know, a lot of people couldn't get behind that. Um, but at first I wasn't really with her character. Towards the end, I was like indifferent, but um definitely has nothing to do with uh Moses Ingram because you know, she just collected her check and did what she had to do. She did her job. Um, but the character herself, eh, I was I was like whatever. Um but no, I do like the villain. We'll get to Vader in a second. But what did you think of like just the Inquisitors and, and Reva? I will say this. Um, I oh man, I've been waiting to say this. Um, prop. Um, give. Can we give Moses Ingram's her flowers while she's here right now? She's actually like a lot of people because a lot of people don't probably know like really who she is. But she's actually a really really good actress, y'all. Um, before this, she did you know tragedy of I'm not going to say the name with um Denzel, and she murdered that shit like so beautiful and like when i found out she was in star wars i went crazy because i actually am a fan of her work and i say props to her because considering this is disney and what they gave her to work with she actually was she actually did her job like she actually it was rough like you know the whole backlash like that quattro just mentioned i'm not even gonna bring it up because it'll piss me off again but like props to moses ingram for really just coming into this universe and playing her part well like and how she did Reva, because um, I know this isn't really her, but they did not give her a lot to work with, and she was able to make something out of it. Like, some of the lot, I know some of the dialogue, I'm like, bruh, why the hell would y'all write it that way? And I know that's not her, like, oh, she she's a natural, no. Some of that dialogue from Reva, I'm like, bruh, why the hell y'all do that? Like, and she was able to deliver yeah. it well, and like, props to her for just working with what she had. Like, she trained well for this. I'm giving her her props. Reva, the character, definitely couldn't i was a little i was upset at reva in the beginning it kind of went full circle but like i only had an issue with how they ended her arc it was so like it was okay it wasn't bad but it was just like oh like it just seemed it didn't seem like really thought out like really yeah it felt we'll a little into more felt, of that it felt a little lazy to a certain extent but she did yeah she did her shit though we'll get into that a little bit more in terms of character but just in terms of uh them as the villains i enjoyed them a lot they kind of added some real stakes to like like star wars is really good at this i don't know why like they're so great at it but they're really good at creating stakes where they know for a fact there is no stakes because like there were tons of moments where obviously maybe not obi-wan kenobi but there were facts where there were points where people characters could die that i'm like there's no way they can die in the show because they they die you know later on in the Star Wars story. So um, they do a really good job with that. But Darth Vader, man, like as the villain, amazing because like they made a really big point to show that like when it came to Obi Wan Kenobi, 
Vader was Vader wasn't necessarily all the way there. In terms like usually other Jedi's, it'd have been quick. You know, a Jedi. A, a, this show was about any other Jedi. The, the show was probably only six episodes and it was done. Um, but no, but because it was Obi Wan Kenobi, like you could see Vader was very much so like out of his element in terms of just how he's usually so calm and collected. Like he was a lot more pissed off, a lot more grumpy, a lot more like, you know, headstrong, a lot more like, let's go get this dude. A lot like he was when he was fighting Luke in four, five and six. So um, what do you think of Darth Vader as the villain? Well, like just kind of like talking about uh, him as the overarching villain of the show. At first, I didn't think it'd be necessary. I didn't want it to, but I actually really did enjoy it because, and it played, and I think the best part about the Darth Vader aspect was the Anakin aspect. We, Mm -hmm. this isn't too long and it does, and they did such a good, a good thing with showing how much his Vader suit puts on his body. Like, that was probably my favorite thing they did in Kenobi with, 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 in regards to Darth Vader was showing how bad that suit is on his body and how the Emperor really effed up him because Anakin, like, if he had never burned, Obi-Wan wasn't lasting. In the show, Obi-Wan wouldn't have lasted. And as soon as Anakin would have saw him, Obi-Wan would have been done. But considering it was Vader in that suit, bro, yep. like, him still tormenting and being in pain from what happened was so well, like, bro, everything about Vader was gas, especially just showing that militant side of him, how he wanted yeah. Obi-Wan. As soon as he sensed Obi Wan in the Force, man, he pulled up. He he was like LeBron at that press conference. Picked up the suitcase. It, it's time to go, bro. He that scene amazing. where that scene where they first meet and they're like he Vader like is introduced and he's coming through that city and he's just like force choking everybody and like and then the scene where he, where he gets to the point where he's got Obi Wan in his clutches and he like sets it on fire and like drags that nigga through fire and he's like now you burn. I'm like for this little fight that Vader was going to be a very serious villain in the show and uh, a force to be reckoned with. Um, so yeah, that, that was also really cool. Um, what else in terms of story uh, do we need to talk about? Um, I guess we can kind of talk about the ending. Like a lot of the show was just Obi-Wan Kenobi running around with Leia, just making sure that he's getting her home safe, you know, with Vader and Reva looming behind them. Um, oh my God. Speaking of Reva, the reveal that she's one of the younglings from the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that? I liked it. Um, kind of suspected it after that, considering that's the first scene. Um, I'm like, yeah, so she definitely has to be that youngling that they kept putting a lot of deep focus on. Um, I was like, yeah, that's got to be Reva, like, without question. Um, I liked it. It it made sense considering like that's how the dark side users are. They're very jealous and militant against each other. They don't really trust any of themselves. They don't trust none of their um par- partners. So it made sense the fact that was Reva. I enjoyed. And speaking of that, I enjoyed when Vader when she tried to strike Vader and Vader just straight up Vader stopped like, it. Did you think I didn't know? Like I loved I loved seeing that um Reva being one of the younglings. That was so cool. Um. And then the Grand Inquisitor, because like that was one thing too, because like they killed him in the first episode or yeah. the second, second or third episode, and then like all of a sudden he comes back after Reva tries to strike down Vader. I'm like, whoa, yeah. Oh, he just like DJ knew it's like because it's funny the actor that plays the Grand Inquisitor. Um, literally just forgot his name. Um, but um, he literally said on Kimmel, um, y'all know I got two stomachs, right? I ain't that. He 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 didn't even let us finish watching Kenobi before he knew he was coming back. He's like. Cause Kibble's like, yeah, you got stabbed. Now you're dead. How do you come? He's like, um, I have um two stomachs. So I'm like, 
but he ain't even gonna let it because that was the big thing when he first died everybody's like wait a minute but don't this man appear in rebels he's like hey bro i got two stomachs i'm like that was the great inquisitor bro when he pulled back up he talked about some now we leave you where we found you i'm like the disrespect bro in the gutter i was like uh boo boo but nah and one thing another cool thing about the story is that as the show progresses obi-wan his hope you know starts to come back the hope you know in the galaxy he's leaving hope gems all over the place as he's as he's his own hope is growing and so i thought that was i thought that was also cool too the show like really was like laying the foundation for like a new hope you know with leia and luke um of course so i thought that was really cool but i think that's it for me in terms of the story um, it was paced pretty well. Like I enjoyed um how short the show was. Like I feel like it didn't need to be 10, 15 episodes. Like the six episodes we got were really cool. Yeah. Well, one more thing I'll mention before we get into characters. Um, Obi-Wan trying to they made a they didn't talk about this as much, but Obi-Wan trying to find Qui-Gon, the Force Ghost. Mm. I enjoyed yeah. that. He was not ready to see Qui-Gon. Him having his him having to overcome his fears and his demons with Anakin to finally see his master poetry emotion and bringing back Liam Neeson was so dope seeing him again as Qui-Gon Jinn I was like bruh sensational I thought I figured we were going to but like I was I wasn't holding my breath for it yeah, but I was like same. it could be cool and then they actually did it I was like yo I'm like they actually did I was like bruh sensational I enjoyed that yeah and it's something that that's that's reigned throughout Obi-Wan's con- entire arc since you know we we first met him in episode one you know him and his him in the way that Qui-Gon were how close they were mm-hmm. you know that's his master you know so like you know and then he watched them die and like you know it's it's talked about major in the in the Clone Wars it's talked about heavily in this show and so I like that they kind of kept kept that going um oh did, what did you think of the um the scene between Anakin and Obi-Wan that they uh that they CGI'd I've, from like I've, episode like right before episode two I was okay with it like I know like I know DJ Noah. I liked it DJ Newell is a pickler on CGI because he watches a lot of Corridor Crew and all that. But, like, honestly, it was done pretty well. Um, like, Hayden Christensen still looks pretty good. They had to, you know, fix up a little bit of his slow wrinkles on the side. But it looked awesome. I love seeing um, Padawan Anakin. Padawan Anakin's one yeah. of my favorite. I, I'm a big fan of his Attack of the Clones and, of course, Revenge of the Sith. Um, it was so cool seeing them bring – like, seeing the, um, I would say, the um, old school – like not the old school the the prequel lightsaber battling was so cool to see and yeah. seeing how it was paid that training montage with him and anakin was paid off in their final duel was so Chef's speaking kiss. of the final duel i love that like as the years continue to go and in, in they're making star wars content that the the capabilities that these people use when it comes to the force is growing exponentially like vader looked fucking disgusting when he was using the force like when he broke down like the ground and like was trying to cave it in and like throwing rocks at each other like that was so freaking cool mm, that was guys obi-wan when he finally did his level bro because anakin's always been more powerful in the force than obi-wan but obi-wan was finally able to like <laughs> psych like yeah it was, it was yeah so- when he had to like he had to be like he had to kind of really like just go super saiyan to get the rocks off of him Bruh. Like it, it, that was that was great, man. I I really enjoyed this show. But let's get into characters, man. We've already talked a lot about them, but just kind of we just you know, we'll touch on the hot points. Moving on, um, Obi Wan Kenobi, of course. You know his reintroduction to us. Everybody's been waiting on this show for literal years, man. He was lying to everybody like I've got I haven't gotten the call. This is all the way while they're working on you know Star Wars eight seven eight nine. 
they were like, yo, when we get we gonna get some Obi Wan content, they were like, uh, no. And then all of a sudden it was announced. Now we have the show and Obi Wan. He was doing Obi Wan things. Like I, I loved how he was still like sarcastic and funny, but like still like understand the brevity of the situation. Yeah, basically everything you said. Ewan McGregor literally just hasn't done anything. He hasn't aged in seventeen years. Because <laughs> that was the he last. He really hasn't. Like that was no. It was no like eighteen years almost. Because that was the last time he um performed as Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, it was done like he just oh my god, just like insensational. Like everything was done. Perform well. live action at least. They used his voice. Yeah, um, in episode nine. They used his voice in episode in seven. Nine. Yeah, it was so. It was just so cool seeing that i'm like bruh like ewan mcgregor obi-wan kenobi they're one in the same like it was just dope it was dope seeing that fact um darth vader of course uh i liked you mentioned this a little earlier um and i i, I pinned it so i could mention it now i really enjoy how we got more layers to the, to the darth vader character simply because hayden christensen was the one playing him Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like an add on to, you know, what we got with Anakin between one and three. And then you got to the anger and strife and just the the sheer hatred for Obi-Wan was was felt a lot more because the actual actor that was like there for all of those things was in the show, was was in the suit. And so like that, I go back to like probably my favorite scene of the entire show where um, Obi-Wan is walking away after cutting a giant hole in Darth Vader's helmet revealing a little bit of Anakin's face and he just says Obi-Wan and I'm like mind blown because that that shit's so fire like it was cool when they did it in Rebels when Ahsoka did it and then like you kind of heard his voice but then for him to like yell out Obi-Wan kind of like he did in episode three that was amazing um but no like Hayden Christian did a really good job of like bringing kind of grounding Darth Vader a little bit more because we all knew who Vader was and why he was the way he was but we never really got the emotion of like, this is Anakin Skywalker in this suit. This is Hayden Christensen in this suit. That was really cool to me. Yeah, like everything you said, and um, like Hayden Christensen, because it's so like how he went. I remember I saw some interviews he did with Entertainment Weekly, Variety, all that, where he was like, "Yeah, we're really going to see the complexities of Darth Vader and Anakin as one, and why." why Darth Vader does what he does when he does it. Like, it was so cool seeing the why, because as an actor, one of our biggest things is why. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why does this happen? Why do we feel like all is uh, And we really do see that with Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Like, and I loved, especially like you mentioned at the end, how they kind of played off the whole battle with Ahsoka. Because Ahsoka cuts, I believe she cut the right side of Anakin's mask, but Obi-Wan cut off the left side of Anakin's mask in this fight. It was Mm -hmm. so cool seeing the parallel because those two were Anakin's foreground his family outside of Padme it was so cool seeing that and like the Obi-Wan and just the oh my god especially when how Anakin dealt with Obi-Wan too because Obi-Wan was struggling with Anakin's fear but also how Anakin when he had them flashbacks and memories of Obi-Wan how that broke him down too and made him pure hatred and when he said you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker I did that line right there I was like bruh that man can win an award for that that was chef's kiss I was just like bruh and also the way they combined his voice with the original Darth Vader voice was so cool too. I enjoyed that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, moving on. Um, let's talk about third sister a little bit more. Reva. Um, Reva's story. And when it came down to the end, I kind of, I really enjoyed how they kind of wrote that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess 
we don't know if anybody else survived from the temple. It was it was kind of thought that everybody that was in the temple definitely got killed. Um, but for her to like have watched Vader straight kill all of her people, all of her friends, you know, as kids was was insane. And like she's held on to this for so long and like been probably working with Vader and like had to hold on to that. Um, this, I, I'm wondering what they're going to do with her in terms of like moving on. Cause I kind of thought she was gonna die. I kind of wanted her to just kind of get killed by Vader. Also, her fight with Vader was really cool, by the way. Like she really, they they did a good job making Vader look cool again. Like mm-hmm. they've been really kind of like throwing stuff in. And of course, we think about the end of Rogue One, and then the then you know with him going absolutely crazy, but really making Vader look as powerful. Cause Vader is like talked about and written about as like one of the baddest dudes ever, mm-hmm. like baddest villains ever. But like, but if you only go off four, five, and six. You really like, oh, I mean, this guy ain't really all that, bro. He ain't really, you know, he cool. He can swing a lightsaber a little bit, but it ain't really nothing. But then you get four, five, six, Rebels, uh, the end of Rogue One, and then this, you're like, okay, yeah, Vader, Vader, Vader was like that. Um, and then so when he's fighting Reva, I'm like, yeah, Reva, you're toast, my friend. Like, mm-hmm. but no, I actually, given I didn't like her character at first, but as like more and more came out, I was like, this isn't bad. I, I actually enjoy Reva's character. What about you? Yeah, I was kind of along the same veins. Um, I was kind of along the same veins with it. I did not like Reva pretty much at all. I was like, bro, what is your such? What is your obsession with Obi Wan? I thought that was confusing. And then like, considering that she knew about Anakin, who Anakin was, and then like that's how she can be have a hatred for Obi Wan because Obi Wan can help her lead to what she ultimately wants from Anakin. I thought that was pretty genuine and pretty cool to see with Reva like it the, the why made sense for Reva like in the end and I thought that was so yeah. cool because in the beginning we didn't know why the hell was she like this bro like why she bro what what but what she got against my dog Obi-Wan bro that it used to get it got on my nerves the first few episodes I'm like bro why do you why are you so hell-bent on killing Obi-Wan like I, I I could not understand I'm like I get you want to like rise up in the ranks but I feel like you kill enough Jedi like I feel like you will like yeah, I don't Obi-Wan, think not that Obi-Wan Kenobi I mean, no, he he is, but I like, mean, he is, but like, not not for you to. At the same the time, race. like, I feel like I feel like ten or fifteen good Jedi kills equates you the same status you would get if you killed Obi Wan Kenobi. Maybe yeah. a little bit less, but like, yeah, you still get up there for killing ten, fifteen Jedi. Um, but yeah, moving moving on, Luke and Leia, uh, love them both. Uh, we didn't get much of Luke. I wish we had gotten a little bit more, but I'm not minding because. If you go back to like books and stuff, a lot more Luke's like mini adventures before A New Hope happen when he's a little bit older. He's like in his teenage Facts. years, and so um, if they ever do another show, maybe they'll do like something in in Ahsoka where you know maybe she gets to meet him or something like that. Who know? We never know. But like you know, we got a lot of Leia. Uh, like we said, I like that she was brash. I like that she was the way she was. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I also really really liked. Um, you know the incorporation of Joel Egerton as Uncle Owen and the original actress for uh, Baru. That was also really cool. His conversation with Obi Wan was really interesting. Just like, you know, um, how are you gonna take care of Luke when you couldn't take care of Anakin? I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, yikes! Very much. It gave me the scene in Black Panther where <laughs> they they go to Mbaku after uh, after T'Challa gets killed uh, by Killmonger. And Mbaku's like, well, the odds fair. And everybody in there's like, uh, um, mm-hmm. yo, 
Cause I always like uh they they touch on it in episode four like how Owen feels about Obi Wan so it kind of like was interesting that they still kind of play with it in this show as well that like they Owen really isn't messing with Obi Wan Kenobi because he just sees them as the Jedi he sees him as a failure just like Obi Wan sees himself as a failure so I thought that was really interesting did you have any thoughts on Luke Leia Aunt Beru Uncle Owen Yeah I actually like you know Leia's character could have been like you know you could find her as annoying but she really does like for the story and the development of who Leia Organa, um, Leia Skywalker is like, it was done very well. And like, like you, everything you said about Luke, perfect. Like, like, like everything I, I enjoyed when, um, Obi-Wan finally got to meet Luke, the famous hello there. Well, that was so yeah, dope. Absolutely. Um, like in seeing, um, and like seeing how Leia, it, it all comes back full circle. Like poetry, it rhymes. DJ Newell uses that saying a lot in regards to Star Wars. Poetry, it rhymes. How we get the connection of why Leia is the way she is towards Obi Wan, reaching out to Obi Wan in Episode Four. We don't kind of get a full regards to why we know why how she knows Obi Wan Kenobi, but we don't get understanding of their relationship. And this establishes their relationship well. Like I enjoyed seeing that, especially when Leia's like, "Will I ever see you again?" Obi Wan's like. I don't know, but don't can't tell nobody about this because, and like also just how Obi Wan mentioned called back Padme when he called her Leia, and he had that 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 such an one of my favorite scenes of Kenobi when Kenobi told um when he calls her Leia in front of the stormtroopers they're like you said her name was um I forgot what what's the name he was using but um seeing that callback was so clean how he mentioned Padme she's like did you know my mother he's like yes. And you know she's like well, are you my father he's like no i wish and like that stuff right there it was so like the relationship that was developed between those two i really did enjoy it like it was done very well like that's actually i think that's my favorite thing of this besides vader was the relationship obi-wan developed with leia it was done so well i enjoyed that absolutely um and you don't really get to see obi-wan kenobi interact with too many children but like it actually was kind of cool he kind of like He's and in so many words at the end of like their time together, he's just like you you come away thinking that like if any time Leia needs something, she can call on her Jedi friend Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which of course leads us to episode four where she's like, Hope me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Yeah. Which is freaking amazing to me. Um, I love how like all these things come through. That's why I like I like that Star Wars is like actively just filling in that twenty year gap. You know, Bad Batch here, this show here. Mandalorian here like I love this about the I love that about this show actually Mandalorian takes place after episode six but yeah. it's not the Mandalorian but the book of yeah. Boba Fett also takes place after episode six um I'm gonna stop talking because I'm like really showing my ass and by how much I've forgotten about Star Wars to be honest but it's all good um we talked about the characters talked about the, the story anything else story character wise before we before we get into implications oh yeah shout out to shout out to my dog how we go this episode without mentioning my dog Ice Cube? Oh shit, I'm just playing. But O'Shea shout, Jackson shout out Jr. Shout to that boy O'Shea Jackson Jr. Bro, like he ate in his role as um. Oh my God, I just forgot. Oh, it literally just slipped out of my my mouth. Oh my God. What, what what's his name? What's yeah, his yeah. Name? Hit, hit the hit the hit, get the. It Google. literally. Do, it, do, I hate do, I hate that it does that. Do, 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 but O'Shea do, ate, do, and do, also do, the spy, do, 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 the, the the spy um Tala like that. Yep, that also is is something that I, I would like to touch on for a second. Uh, that was also cool. Give me your name, Tala. Yeah, her name was Tala. Yeah, 
Yeah, I liked her a lot. I because like at first I was like, damn, bro, they're not getting past his checkpoint. Also, that was a really cool scene, kind of call back to episode four where he does the uh the Jedi mind trick on the stormtrooper. Also cool. But I love that like just because the Empire took over doesn't mean that everybody is with it, you know, like just as much as like the Jedi weren't where I'm sure weren't with the Empire taking over, a lot of you know, people in the galaxy were. And that's I feel like that's an, another thing we're gonna touch on when we get into Andor. Um, because Andor comes out pretty soon. We're gonna broken. they're gonna touch on he the fact broken. that a That's lot of people, a lot of a lot of things that it's a very grave situation. What's going on with the galaxy at that point? And so a lot of people are very indifferent. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. Um, you know, a lot of people embraced it, like the Jedi guards or the people that were spies, like Tala. So I thought that was a really cool thing, kind of tying us back into the Jedi Network conversation that we had earlier. Mm-hmm. That was guys. Tala, and it reminded me. Sorry, go ahead. Tala sacrificing herself was pretty dope too. Like, you know, when she said, may the force be with you, I was like, bro, like, it's like, ah, that was just so cool seeing that her and that probe droid who actually was one of my favorite characters because he didn't talk, but he was always about that action. I loved seeing how like Tala really was about it. Like she was about that action, boss. That that was dope. Like I enjoyed seeing that for real. There was one other thing I wanted to mention uh, as well. I just do not remember what it was. Freak. Oh, I do want to mention this. When Obi Wan first goes um to the first when he when he goes to get Leia and he sees um the clone trooper from the five hundred first asking for the change. Oh yeah, that yeah. oh my god. Which one do you think it was? Because we know a lot of their names. Oh ooh, I don't know. I don't know who that could have been. Honestly, I think I think heavy heavy died. Fives yeah, died. He had, he had fives died, man. Fives Rex had is blind. I don't. I don't know. Shanua definitely might know who this is. Who that I don't was? Know. I'm don't sure know. somebody has pinpointed exactly who it was. But yeah, no, man. that was that was really cool too. And like in the in the same guy that plays Boba Fett, uh, I forget his name. He also Tamara played. Tamara Morrison. Really cool. Tamara Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But see, it's little, it's little cool stuff like that that you get to throw in when you had when you had the scope of the story that you know Star Wars has had. So, yeah. um really really enjoyed that but let's get into implications man, before we wrap this episode right on up for these people mm-hmm. obviously your thoughts are we getting a season two do we need a season two um we don't necessarily need a season two from from of, of kenobi because obi-wan has fought his demons i would love to see just him and how him training to become a force ghost with qui-gon look i look that don't even need to be six episodes that could be no more than three i would love to see just him and qui-gon catching up like I would love to see that because Qui-Gon is such an implemental thing in the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it would be so cool seeing him and Qui-Gon going like chopping it up again. Um, Like we don't need a season two of Kenobi. I wouldn't mind it. Hell, like I would not mind it because that would be so cool to see. Um, Honestly, I would like to see more of like, even though we're not going to get this at all, I would not mind if we saw more of how Alderaan, because Alderaan was a very functioning and well planted at that time. Like, I would love to see like some of the um international crisis Alderaan had with the Empire because like we know like the Empire was trying to conquer everything and Alderaan was doing well on its own. It didn't need the Empire. I would love to see like if there was like a small mini series of like Bell Organa, like how Bell Organa helped set up um, you know, help lead to the like the rebellion because he was doing him and his people were doing well on its own. So obviously the Empire must have been like, hey, we kind of want to fluctuate stuff on Alderaan, Bell Organa, and them like um. We got our own money. We're doing good on our own. We don't need you. So they backed off. So like, I would love to see like that power right. structure there too. Like, 
Because right. obviously he knows who the Emperor, he knows who Anakin is. That would be cool to see, but I doubt we'll get that. That would just be cool to see, like, as a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, personally, like, in terms of story, like, I don't think I need a season two. Like, yeah, honest, no. if you're going to, like, put the money in for something, another Star Wars, you know, project or whatever, do something else with another character. I think Obi the arc of Obi-Wan is done up until four for right now. Um, and, of course, he dies in four, so... Um, I think I think our arc with Obi Wan is done. Um, there's really nothing else implications in terms of just Obi Wan and where that story can go. Um, but to get out of here and let's go ahead and rate this show. Um, out of ten, I'm giving it a solid nine out of ten. To be honest, yeah, that's... I don't I don't, I don't have too many issues with it. Yeah, I'm sitting with you out of nine. I really did enjoy it and. Disney didn't fuck up Obi-Wan, so it, it 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 was done so well. Like, I'm definitely giving it a Fact. 9 out of 10. I think we're at the point, I don't want to say that, because we did get 7, 8, 9, and that's still going to, like, until they get another movie out, I won't be able to say, like, Star Wars is back. Um, Because, honestly, once Star Wars does get to, like, if, if like, Taika Waititi's um, trilogy is as good as it can be, you know, Star Wars could be back, you know, as a really tough contender when it comes to, to franchises. Uh, although I think the MCU has gotten to a point where they're getting where where they could become or they're getting to the point where they could become untouchable in terms of franchises up against them. But you know, we we never know what who could who could hop on next. Um, you know, because Transformers trying to make a resurgence. Uh, you know, Jurassic World kind of gaining some traction, which obviously that'll never be MCU. But like some of these bigger ones, man, Harry Potter. You know, they they might try some soon. So, you know, the 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 power struggle is real. Um. Let me see. So we, what would, what did you say you were rating it out of 10? I gave it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 for Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series. Um, guys, that is yet again another episode of Cafeteria Talk in the books. We're uh, we're actually getting close to 120 episodes, man. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. I think sports might be, I think, 118, if, uh, 120, I believe. But uh, we'll get there and, and we'll, we'll celebrate that. But thank you guys for listening. Yes, um, you can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IB with the paper between the C and the U. Where can they find you, Slick? Y'all can find me on Instagram, Slick without the C, um, 2Ks underscore Rob, 2Bs underscore on Instagram. And make sure you check out my YouTube yes, channel, No Game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, last but not least, feel free to check out season one of Brackets and B-Rolls on anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can catch us on Instagram at Brackets underscore B-Rolls. Catch us on Twitter at Brackets underscore B-Rolls. We are working on the third, second season, um, psychological thrillers. I'm really excited about it. We have some great things going going on over there at Brackets. Um, I think that's it for me. Um, Slick Rob, early happy birthday, my friend, my Appreciate bro. That. I love you. If you look up friend in the dictionary, it's just a picture of Slick Rob. It is what it is. This is the report from all of his friends. And if it's not, you can come see me about it um love you bro um be great today guys uh love y'all a lot um and do something for somebody capital your talk we are out